We've got to answer the bell. Now let's go. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Godwin scores the first of 2021. What a drive by Tom Brady of the Buccaneers. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Do what cable can't with Frontier Fiber Optic Internet. Visit Frontier.com to learn more. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Fire the cannons! Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access. I am here with Leonard Fournette. Leonard, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Do we like Leonard, Lenny? What's what's our favorite? Playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, White House Lenny? So uh, many options. Just Lenny. It don't matter at this point. <laughs> at this point, you've been all the things, all the things. Uh, so let's first, we got to talk about that fun win. That was uh, quite exciting. And, I mean, Mike Edwards' two pick sixes. When you're watching this from the sideline, what is what is this like for you to witness the first one and then when he did it again? Uh, I just think it's expected because they make plays like that in practice uh, year in, year out. And, and naturally, you know, as a player, you're like, man, I hope you get a pick. Or uh, sometimes when it has a play going on, you say, oh, we about to get a pick. And naturally, sometimes, you know, the football gods bless us and it happens. And uh, Mike happened to have two, you know. But uh, he's been like that since I got here. You know, he's always he always finds his way around the ball somehow in his hand. And now, you know, it's coming full force in the game. And we love, we love to see it. Yeah, a lot more fun when he's doing it to somebody else instead of you guys in practice, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and, yeah, two two was the number of the day because then we had two touchdowns for Gronk, two for Mike Evans. And uh, let's let's talk about Gronk, first of all. Um, two touchdowns in both games so yeah. far. What has, has that been like to witness, and what do you think offensively with the game plan? I mean, watch, watching him just continue to find that end zone. Uh, it just happens. You know, uh, man, uh, Gronk is a great guy, man. And uh, for number one, I love being around a guy like that. Uh, his his attitude is contagious. So when you see Grunt coming happy, you know what I mean? It just spreads like wildfire, you know, he, and he brings good energy. And like I said, it's, it's expected. He's another guy that works hard at practice. Uh, he works his tails off. It takes him at least uh, two hours to warm up. You know, he's old, so uh, <laughs> he's getting up to age. So I, I definitely I'm love, I love what I'm seeing from Grunt and what he's doing. I think that is so great to point out the way that the attitudes of guys are infectious, that it impacts the locker room. Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that it sounds like he is on and off camera yeah. the same guy. Is that fair? Yeah, he is who he is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly it. How about the tight end group uh, overall? What have you seen from them and getting to practice alongside them and, and watch them? I mean, what a talented room. It feels like yeah. we just have so many weapons there. Like I said, like I told one of my uh, teammates on the sideline, you know, when you look around, and not just the tight ends, but on our team, it's a lot of great players on this team. You know, and like Coach B.A. said in the beginning of the season, for training camp, it's hard to make this team. So just sitting back on the bench and just realizing how fast can we we can score a touchdown, all, all the playmakers on the team, you know, and some days you might, you might, you might not get caught up in it, but I'm, I'm sitting on the bench yesterday during the game. I'm like, man, we have too many playmakers on this team. So, like I say, Every position, anybody can make a play at any time or any moment, you know. And I think that's the special thing about this group. And like I said, we if we are willing to go to the the boundaries how we want to go, can't be selfish. That's number one. I mean, you know there's only one ball. <laughs> yeah. Number two. So uh, just keep fighting and the good things to come your way. 
What do you think you have learned from having so many playmakers? Do you feel like for you on the field, off the field, some of the things that you've taken away from that? I just feel like I don't have to do everything on my own. You know, that's a good thing. You know, like my whole life just been me on offense. So coming here with a lot of those guys like Tom, uh, Gronk, A.B., Chris, uh, Mike, uh, and so on, so on, you know, we can work as a unit and get it done. I feel like that is sometimes a fine line to walk where, especially when you maybe have been an offensive player, it's like they want you to always want the ball. Yeah. That's that's what they say that they want from a guy on offensive. Oh, we want him to want to be the guy. But then you also do have to be the team guy. Definitely. And and that is probably kind of a fine line to walk. How do you feel like the the ideal mindset for a player in your position is? Uh, you know, uh, last year was challenging. You know, you're coming from getting the ball uh, down to every play. You know, to come in here, you know, you're not getting the ball as much or – uh, you don't get it as, as a lot of touches how you want to. So uh, it's, it has its good, its good and it's bad too. You know, for number one, saving your body. You know, things like that. And, you know, and number two, you know, the bad thing you don't, you're not really producing how you want to produce. So I mean, it'll come eventually. You know, you just have to stay the course. Another one of those weapons, Mike Evans, two touchdowns, and it's perfect to talk about. Again, there's only one ball. And it feels like we would need to have another whole half of football Definitely. to get you guys all the, the touches that everybody would want and yeah. is capable of. So Mike was the guy that the Cowboy game wasn't his day to get the mm -hmm. big numbers. Then he comes in, has a big game, this game. I mean, what have you seen from him of why he's able to do that? That there are some games that he has just different roles and then he's ready to step up. I mean, like, like I say, he's accountable for his actions too. You know, uh, Mike don't care. You know, he don't, he don't care if he doesn't get the ball as long as we win. You know, and I think that's the mindset. We all had to kind of grow into, you know, for a lot of outside of guys coming in who's not used to that. And I think Mike's, Mike understands the game. You know, it's just like when he took, took the pay cut to give guys some more money. You know, that's who he is. Uh, he's, man, he's, he's everything you want in a teammate, too. You know, he knows the game. You know, sometimes on the sideline, if you're looking at uh, a penalty or they might draw a flag, like Mike knows everything about it, you know. So uh, he's a great guy to be around, you know. Uh, you look up to, he works hard, and uh, he's everything. How about your relationship with some of the other wide receivers? What are what are things that stand out to you about some of the other guys? Uh, all the guys, everybody work hard for number one. Uh, like that's Tyler, you know, Tyler is quiet, you know, but he's he's a hell of an athlete, you know, Scotty. Um, he's a fun guy to be around, he loves joking, you know, uh, who else? Uh, How about Chris Godwin? What have you learned from him? Uh, Chris, I don't know, Chris quiet, you know. You know, he has his he has his moments. You know, he's funny here and there, but Chris is Chris. Chris laid back. He's like he's like the he's like the chill uncle <laughs> a, a nephew or niece would love to have. That's, yeah. who, that's who Chris is. I like that. Just laying back <laughs> yeah. surveying, watching uh, everything. Yeah, he's chilling. That's pretty funny. Um so as much as we talked about, yeah, sometimes it takes away from some of the touches you you might want having all of these weapons here. And we're talking to running back Leonard Fournette. How do you feel like having all these weapons has helped your game when you're out there? How do you see the way that defenses are playing maybe you specifically or how that has changed what you see when you're out there? I mean, it helps a lot. You know, they can't key on one guy. I mean, there's so many dominant players all over the field at one time. It's just it's one-on-ones we have to win. You know, and that's the biggest thing. We understand we have our one-on-one -on -one matches just to win, you know, uh, Man, it's, it's just hard. It's hard. Like I say, it's hard making this team yeah. when you look at it. And I think us collectively as a group, we do a, a, a good job, a good job of not being self, you know, selfish. 
<laughs> you know, uh, despite of us not getting the ball or anything, at the end of the day, the moral goal is to win. And uh, right now we're 2-0. Uh, we know we have a challenge coming up with the Rams. This is a great team. And like I said, we just have to come, come full for what our A game. And the offense has now put up more than 30 points for nine straight wins, which is an NFL record. Now, of course, this last game was a little bit misleading because, you know, 14 of those are yeah. from pick sixes. But still, I mean, this, it shows how consistently you guys have been able to put up big numbers. How has that offense been able to come into that? Where did you see the, the switch happen to where there were so many new pieces, yourself included, and everybody's trying to figure it out to where all of a sudden it is almost just automatic that y'all are going to be able to put up 30? Uh, for number one, like last year, uh, collectively as a group, we had to get to know each other. <laughs> it's like I came two before the season, AB, and so on, so on. And now we have one year on our belt. We know the scheme. We know the offense. Uh, yeah, we have a great leader in Tom who studies film day in and day out, and he give us his little bits of what he thinks was going to happen in the game or what they're going to draw at us. And we take even to that, and we put that, you know, you put the hard work with the talent, you know what I mean? And it's it's, it's kind of hard to beat at the end of the day. You know, I think, and that's, I, I think a great job we do. We come out and compete against each other each and every day. What were some of those little things that you had to learn um, about Tom or about the offense? What, what were some of the little things that started to click? Well, for the offense, you know, our weaknesses, what are we good at, what are we not good at? That's number one. That's the, that's the biggest thing as a player. You have to understand your team, understand your teammates, understand your, your, your weaknesses and your strong, your strong points too. I think with Tom, you know, he's the quarterback. Of course, everything starts with him. What he likes or what he thinks we should do better as, a, as individuals, or either getting open quicker or getting out or whatever the case may be. So we're trying to make Tom feel as, as much as comfortable as he can at the end of the day. And how about your first two games? How do you feel like you rate yourself if you were if you were to be the one given the the, the grade on your first two games? I'm not say like an 80. You know what I mean? Uh, like I said, opportunities will come more for me. You know, me getting the ball. So it's just instant. We have a long season too, so I'm I'm not putting too much too poor much of effort into that. So it'll come eventually. What would be if you were to give me the scouting report on you? If you're another team watching you what do you think are the things that they're saying man you got to watch out for this guy because of this this and this uh uh truly i don't know you know i can run you know i can pass block i can catch two so i know as far as me i just gotta stay consistent that's about it you know do the same thing i do in practice day in day out and i think i'll be all right do you have any individual areas that you find yourself saying you know this year this is where i really want to grow Nah, i mean i've grown enough you know <laughs> uh as a Football player, number one. Also, as a as a father, as a human being, you know, and as a man. So, uh, still growing, you know. Still have time to go. So, we'll see. I saw you uh, gave a fan an autographed jersey after the game yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what sparked that? And just nah, overall, I, the importance of you and fans. I just been seeing him uh, every game. You know, he always hollering. Him and his son always talk to me. You know, so I figure why not? You know, the fans, uh, the energy in our stadiums would be crazy, man. Uh, I think we needed that, and we need it. So I'm so I'm so happy football is kind of back how it was, because without them, we wouldn't be where we are. Yeah, what's it been like these last two weeks to watch uh, the the stadium be full for the first time when your only time playing and Raymond James yeah. had been COVID time. Yeah, it's been crazy. The energy, the excitement, the love the fans have for us, and also for this game, uh, it gets no better. How's how's the fans' reception been for you since you've gotten here? What are what are uh, Bucks fans like? For uh, you? It's been number love. 
you know, everywhere I'm, everywhere I go, even the stadium, screaming for me, Lenny, you know, this and that. So it's been wonderful. I can't complain. Uh, I'm blessed to have this organization and these Bucks fans behind me. And, and how about Tampa? Some of some of your favorite things. I know that with, again with COVID, nothing's yeah. been quite. I mean, normal, I, don't, I haven't really been been anywhere like that. You know, I've been inside. So hopefully, you know, when the when COVID go away, we got to do more. Yeah, you can really get yeah. out there and, and explore Tampa. All right, well, we still have plenty more coming up here with running back Leonard Fournette on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio Network. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. Casey Phillips here with running back Leonard Fournette, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Uh, I know you got to have this connection with Devin when you came in, that, that LSU family, LSU yeah. love. Uh, how important was that to have a guy like him that you, you, you shared that LSU bond when you came in? It was very important. You know, uh, I've always told Devin since he came to LSU when I was, I think, probably a sophomore. Or uh, either I was, yeah, I think I was a sophomore and he was a freshman. I told him he was, was going to be something special, you know, because he just wanted it. Uh, he wanted more. He wanted to hang with vets, you know, and, that, and that's a good thing. So, like, I made Devin work out with us. He was the only freshman to work out with the, with the with the sophomore seniors and the veterans at LSU. Because I seen, I seen it in him. I seen it in him, trust yeah. me. And I, when I left, he just blossomed, you know, like I knew he would. You know, he took over that leadership role that I had when I left. And coming to the NFL, you know, coming here, it's uh, it's been great. You know, it's been great being uh, being back teammates with Devin. Uh, that's my that's my that's my little bro. So you know, he's 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 nagging that sometimes, but I know him. That's who he is. And I I wouldn't want to be any, with any other teammates than him. Seems like he plays that little brother role well with Levante as yeah. well. He's got he's good at, at picking at guys, but in yeah. a way that y'all love him at the end. Definitely. <laughs> how did you see him grow? Not only in college, you talked about how he took that next step, and you said you saw it in him. But did you also see it to the level of the NFL level, like you see him now, and the fact that he was a captain already and basically his his second year? I mean, no, not really, because you know when I was when he came in, I was in Jacksonville, so he was in here. I, he was here focusing on his team, and I was focused on mine. So now. Now that we plan, I've seen the captain, the man, the leader he's turned into, which is, I don't, I don't expect nothing less from him at all. And I, I saw both of you guys wear your LSU pads under your jerseys, right? Yeah, I wore, I wore mine first. So I'm put oh, on. so that was you. He copied you? He copied, yeah, he copied me. Have you, have you told him that? I did, but he don't care. I was, did, did he agree or did he say he did it separately? Uh, he just told me to shut up. He, <laughs> you know him. It's such an airtight yeah, argument yeah, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, what what inspired you to, to keep wearing the LSU pads? Uh, it's just what I, what I felt comfortable in. You know, uh, came to the NFL, they gave us all these pads. Just didn't feel right. You know what I mean? Some was heavy, some was too light. Uh, so why not go back to the home base where you know it's going to be comfortable at? If it ain't broke, don't fix don't it. Don't fix it at all. Um, so is there any aspect of it that is superstition or was it really just comfort? No, nah, it's comfort. Okay. So nah. are you a guy that has any kind of like superstitious whatever game nah, day routine? Nah, I mean, nah, not really. You know, I listen to my music. Uh, it's all about just focusing, you know, try not to let the hype, hype of the game get to you, you know, because you go overthink a lot of things and you start messing up. So I just stay cool, calm. I like that. Um, so how about, I, speaking of your, your uniform pads jersey, you were able to switch to number seven. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us why you did that and, and the significance of that for you. Uh from the morning, that's where I'm from, New Orleans. Uh, Seven Ward, born and raised, my neighborhood, my hood, where I'm from. And I mean, why not? 
You know, I did spectacular things in the number seven jersey in college. You know, just want to bring it back. You know, it, it makes me look skinnier. You know, <laughs> all type of things. So yeah, the one number yeah. and the straight line. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. So it's, so I definitely feel uh, good in there, and it's, it's not my choice. I like that. I like that. And I mean, you you've talked about how important your roots are of where you came from and not wanting to forget that and i know that recently you donated a hundred thousand dollars to the hurricane ider relief um what made you want to do that and what came to your mind as you as you saw that hurricane coming in and and those ties you you've kept to new orleans i think immediately man i thought about hurricane katrina that's just the first thing in my mind i went through it as a child you know then nobody never really gave us any help so now that i have a platform i'm like why not (laughs) it it was in seconds, I had to tell my team, listen, we, this, we, I want to do this fundraiser or whatever for the people in New Orleans because, you know, there's still our lights and no pampers and anything, food is running out. So, I mean, why not, man? Uh, hopefully, I can inspire the next generation. Someone who's in New Orleans right now that's playing, younger, a younger guy could be better than me or same, whatever, whatever it's going to be, he come back and do the same thing. So, just trying to keep that going. And what would that have meant to you as a kid from New Orleans, if back then during Katrina there had been an NFL player that had had done that, well, I mean a lot. You know, that's first first and foremost. That was my dream. You know, making it, going to the NFL. So by me seeing that, oh, by me would have seen that, it just would have touched me more. What was the teammates' reaction when you were telling everybody that you wanted to be able to give money? What what did the team say to all of that? Nah, they congratulated me and they started giving. <laughs> what and what did that mean to you? I mean, again, you you are still fairly new here. Mm-hmm. Um, what did that mean to you that they immediately did start giving to help? Uh, it meant a lot. You know, it shows that how this organization, not, and not just the players, the organizations behind their players, and for our players, how we behind each other. You know, I think that's what it's all about, and we do a great job at that, you know, supporting each other. And it could be not just here, not just in our states where we're from, but the inner city in Tampa, too. So we, I think uh, as players, we do a lot of things off and on the field. And, and you mentioned that you were living there when Hurricane Katrina hit. Um, I imagine especially the fact that Ida was so close to the anniversary, that it really did bring some parallels. What was that experience like for you? You're, you're 10 years old. Uh, what happened with you and your family and, and how you guys had to go about surviving that time? Uh, well, was, we, well, we wasn't going to leave, but my, my grandparents didn't want to leave. So, I mean, we had plenty of hurricanes come before Katrina, and it was, it was nothing too bad. So we got a hotel or whatever. And the water, the water started rising in the hotel. I mean, and the hotel caught on fire. So we had to carry our grandparents through the water to go on the bridge. And we had to start looting in Walgreens to get medicine, uh, things like that. Because the water was freezing, freezing cold. And at night, it was cold. The wind was blowing sometimes. And the daytime came, it got back warm. Then nighttime came, it was cold again. So well, we slept on the bridge, actually, when the hurricane came. And uh, after that, uh, we had got a U-Haul and we went to Corpus Christi, Texas. Wow, that's yeah. that's crazy. How do you feel like that experience impacted you, shaped you? How did that change anything about who you think you were and then are? Uh, I don't know. You know, when you're young like that, you don't think too much about it. You know, now that I'm older, you know, it makes me appreciate life more. You know, because a lot of people lost their families, their loved ones, their friends in the Hurricane Katrina. You know, there was so many dead bodies floating around us. We had to push out the way uh, just to get past. So it's definitely eye-opening. I have to imagine, we're talking to running back Leonard Fournette, um, that that 
can put football into perspective as mm-hmm. well. Do you feel like that has helped in some ways that if maybe you have a bad game, do you feel like ex- having experiences like that helps you keep a level head about things? Oh, uh, definitely. Uh, it does, you know. It's just like, uh, like I told Sneak, you know, who loves football. And I kind of, I kind of now that I'm older, I kind of put myself in other people's shoes, right? So, and I probably never mentioned this, but it's just like when me and Roger, we have to switch some games. He's the number one back. I might be number two. I'm number one. He's number two. And even though, like, in my mind, like, I wish I was just the back back, I'm like, damn. I think about Sneak. Sneak comes out and practice with us every day. Uh, of course, he's, he's put the hard work in, too. And he gets very, very little opportunities to show it what he has. So that kind of reset my mind every day. Because no matter what we go through, someone's going through something worse, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I guess it's part of growing uh, and going through what I went through. So I just see a lot of things differently now. And I have to approach it different, differently, too. Yeah, I imagine when you were, I mean, you were a top recruit in the country coming out of high mm-hmm. school. And I feel like as I, as I researched uh, what it was like when you were growing up the area you were from and the football there, um, I feel like you're like Paul Bunyan where there are these stories about you from yeah. your childhood playing that it's like, you never know what's true, yeah. what's not. You're, like, you're the guy that's like, he leapt over a 12-story building to score a <laughs> touchdown. Um, like one of them is like, oh, you scored eight touchdowns in one Little League game and yeah. the, the parents of other kids signed yeah. a petition to have you yeah, banned. Are these yeah, true? Yeah, I got banned for football. Because you were too good. Yeah, I, I definitely was. Uh, I was too good. <laughs> uh, so. And too humble, obviously. Yeah, so, and that's what forced me to play middle school football. When uh, you were how old? I don't know. Uh, I was in the seventh grade playing on the freshman team. Jeez. <laughs> so um, just had to wait my my time, you know, uh, to that synagogue, my seventh grade year on the freshman team. Came to my eight, end of my eighth grade, yeah, started practicing with the varsity. Now I'm on the varsity, the only freshman on there. And, I mean, the rest was history. That's crazy. And didn't you even have to play line at some point because they yeah, considered played, you too big yeah, for I, a running yeah, back? Yeah, I played line. I played uh, – uh, man, I played, I think it was guard. I played defense and guard and defense and So have you gone to our O-line and been like, guys, look, I have some tips for you? <laughs> nah, it, it was different. I mean, I was stronger than a lot of guys, so I was just bull rushing. Yeah, just pancaking. Yeah, pancaking. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I didn't have no technique. That's what you should go tell Allie and those guys. Like, look, just run him over. I don't get what's so hard about this. Yeah, it's definitely different now on this level. That's so funny. And did did I hear you also quit football at one point at like age five? Yeah, I quit, yeah. Why, why did you quit? Nah, I wasn't with running laps and all that. <laughs> I mean, you know, because when you're young, I mean, of course, you know, you just go out there and play football. Yeah. We had to stretch. Yeah. Had to do none of that. Man, we had to run like four laps to warm up. And we had to do uh, a lot of other things, jumping jacks, up, up downs. I'm like, nah. Nah, I'm just here. I'm yeah. just here to run people over. Yeah, right? it's over it. So I stopped playing. Actually, I quit. Came back next year. My father seen me playing football in the church a lot with my older cousins and stuff. He asked me, was I ready? I'm like, man, man, I don't care. So, like, from, from there, the rest was history. Do you, do you ever think about the fact of how, how close you were to not being in this place? <laughs> like, you quit uh, football at one yeah, point. So, yeah, sometimes I do. That's got to be such a crazy thought. And so, looking at I think also your same high school, did Tyran Matthew go to the same yeah. high school? Yeah, Tyran Matthew, are... Trey, Trey Turner, uh, that played for the, what Trey Turner? Chargers, I think, but he was, he was the right guard for the Panthers. 
heck of a high school production yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of guys. And uh, the running backs, you called yourselves the Cocoa Badgers yeah. because of, uh, instead of the Honey Badgers, is yeah. that right? Yeah. That's I, pretty funny. I enjoy that nickname. <laughs> so looking at this, this journey from how your even childhood football played out to LSU and then to the Jaguars and to here, what are you most proud of or what stands out the most to you about this journey? Well, I think my group <laughs> taught me a lot of lessons that I can, I can teach my kids. And uh, like I said, you learn every day. You know, uh, even now I'm learning to put myself last in some situations and think about what could have been worse, you know. So I'm just grateful. And how do you feel like the, the relationship you have with some of the coaches here has impacted that? Uh, great. I mean, they love me here, you know. I mean, at first, you know, they probably – I don't say they probably was because I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to assume. But, but, you know, coming from the Jaguars, I kind of had a bad reputation, you know. So um, I think by me being here, they realized I wasn't the guy that people said I was. And it made things easier for me and for them. What have you learned about Bruce Arians as a head coach? What do you, what do you like about having him as a head coach and, and what he can do for you as a player? Oh, he's funny. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. He's funny. The things he say, how he carries himself is, is, is wonderful. And uh, he is who he is, you know. Uh, he's been coaching way before a lot of us was born, you know, and he has the experience. And when a guy like that speaks, you know, why not listen? It does feel like there are so many voices here that can speak with authority, yeah. whether it is a guy like him or Tom or Gronk or these guys. Um, how do you see that shape, especially some of the younger guys on the team? Uh, like I say, uh, and, that, and that goes back to when I said about our team. So, so much talent on that, right? You have guys who are in positions where a lot of people on our team was trying to be for number one. So a lot of the experiences, the knowledge that they need, it don't have to come from my coach. You just go to Tom, <laughs> go to Mike, you go to Gronk, you go to AB, you know? AB has a wonderful story. You even come to me, you know what I mean? That Levante, you know what I mean? He's been he's been here and they've been losing for so many years and now uh he's flourishing. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying he's been flourishing, but now he's he's getting his flowers. You know what I mean? I'm gonna say that. He's winning <laughs> yeah. like what he deserves. So it's so many guys on this team that uh that's been through so much adversity. You ask JBP, you know, JBP lost his fingers. And he's still playing. So it just it just it's so much knowledge on this team. You know what I mean? So many people went through so many experiences that you can go to any player on our team and ask them yeah. if, you, if you're a young guy. That's, that's incredible. And, and with, you talked about how you, the, the idea of the reputation that maybe you had and, and that they realized that's not who you were. So what are the things that you feel like you want people to say about you? If, if, you're, if you're thinking about this is, from now on someone says, hey, tell me about Leonard Fournette. Ask any of the players or coaches around here. Uh, what do you want them to say? I think they said, they said no. Uh, Coach B always says, man, I'm the, I'm the energy you know, of, of, of the team. You know, I love joking, you know, I love playing, you know, if we play this game while we can't play and be ourselves, you know, that's, and that's what I try and that's what I do, be myself. And uh, it's going to be the guy that will be remembered that I worked hard and my energy I brought to the team, the focus uh, of everything, I'm just trying to help us win and put us in a better situation. And you've actually definitely been doing that. All right, we still have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with running back Leonard Fournette, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio Network. 
Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back here on Buccaneers Total Access with running back Leonard Fournette, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Uh, right before the break, we were talking about how many incredible leaders there are on this team. And, of course, Tom Brady is just like the poster child. Well, he's the poster child for a lot of things now, especially all the commercials, you know. <laughs> but Definitely. poster child for a lot of things, especially as, as a leader. Um, what do you think you've learned from him specifically? I mean, Tom, Tom doesn't really say too much to me. You know, he always, uh, it's a funny thing. He always see me uh, tell tell me during the game or or before the game before he give his speech. He's like, Lenny, I don't have to tell you nothing. Like you know, <laughs> so like I said, the, the, a guy for that statue of who he is and how he carries himself and how his name is in the NFL and especially in the world. You know, he's so humble. <laughs> like you wouldn't recognize, like, you wouldn't know who he was. So I don't know. Uh, I've been around him two years now. We're going to going into two years. So there's more I can learn from him, as you can see. So I'm just sitting back, calm, and just watching him. How much was he a factor in your decision to come here in the first place? It was a big factor, man. Like when something, when something like that happened, I mean, Levante, Devin, Tom reached out to me, and they wanted me to come. So I mean, why not? Yeah. yeah. And how about your decision to come back this year? What all factored into that? Uh, just me. I think me. Definitely uh, the bond I built with the team and the players <laughs> for number one, and uh, and and God's plan. Everything's gonna work out and how it's supposed to work out, and we'll see. Now that you've won a Super Bowl, what are the goals now? What do you, when you look at your your NFL career you have ahead of you? Because you are still a young guy, you mm -hmm. could play for a long time. Yeah. What are the motivating factors? What are the goals? What are the things that's kind of that put on the bathroom mirror? This is what's going to motivate me every day. Becoming a better man and winning more. Yeah, you yeah. just go for it all. It, it, I feel like imagining having Brady on the team where he's won so many Super Bowls. It's there's always that to chase. Does that feel fair? I mean, yeah, but uh, Super Bowl is wonderful, man. But everybody's goal is different. Everybody has different goals. You know, like, I'm happy. I'm 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 ten times better than what I used to be as a man. You know, as, as far as like, my thinking. You know, so Super Bowl is gonna come definitely. But right now. It's just little things of me getting better and being the best player I want to be. That's cool. So even how you're winning, how you're doing it, may even be as important or more important yeah, to you definitely. now than doing it. I, th I think that's great. And how did it feel different coming off of a Super Bowl, either on the field, off the field? What are the ways that that has changed how it has felt in the building, outside the building, all of that? Uh, the attitude around is definitely different. Uh, we know for a fact that we have the team, we have the players, we have the coaches, but... If everybody's not on one accord, you're going to sink the ship. And that's the biggest thing we're not trying to do. We're not trying to get ahead of ourselves, focus on the next opponent. You know, everybody was saying, oh, they're going, they're going back, this, that, there. But we have to focus on each and every game one by one in order for us to get there. And I know BA is so big on moving on, and that was last season. I don't have to subscribe to that rule. So that's why <laughs> I'm like, I am still going to ask everybody about it. So I want to hear for you your the most exciting parts for you as you look back that someday what you're telling your kids, you know, what, what are the stories and the moments and the emotions and memories that you feel like are going to be those keystone things that you tell people someday? I think that's just winning it, you know, it's putting our heads down, fighting, competing for number one. And we, in most of the games, I, like I plug in, we went at, at other people's homes and did it. 
So we can say that. What did you do with your Super Bowl ring? Uh, this is a, I put it up. <laughs> you're you're yeah. not just going to be rocking that any, nah, anywhere nah, you go. It's nah. just on a shelf and that's it's it. On a shelf, that's it. Yeah. And then how about from everything from the Super Bowl run and the plays? I, I did love the fact that you got playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, White House Lenny, all these names. It was just so great. Um, what do you think was the part of that that was just kind of the most fun that's not just the actual win, but just the, the whole process of that and, you know, things from the parade to the yeah. White House, uh, all that stuff. I couldn't tell you. It was crazy. It was, it's funny, too, you know, how each and every week the name kept changing. Yeah. So I just enjoyed it, you know. At first, I wasn't too fine on the name. Oh, really? Why not? Nah, I mean, my, my uncle used to call me Lenny. He passed away a long time ago. So he was the, he was the only person that ever called me Lenny before I, until I got here in the playoffs and things like that. So I'm like, nah, I ain't really... You know, it was, it was like, it's personal, like, that's what my uncle used to call me, so oh. he, was, he was the only person that ever called me. Got it. Guy, so, I'm like, so nobody else has earned the nah. right. I mean, I can't really say that now, because it's just like, it's no, the it's name. Thing. Yeah, it's the thing. Name. So I just let it be. Yeah, all, all press is good press kind yeah, of thing. definitely. I let <laughs> so, it be. so now we need to, to come up with new names that are with the full Leonard that are, that are is, would that be better? We can come yeah, up with some Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely names. working on my Labardi Lenny Leap. So when I score a touchdown, I get, oh. to, I get to I get to draw, go in the fans, the stands, and, and jump in that, the crowd. That would be pretty incredible. Yeah, that's that's my next thing. I I like that. That would be fun. Um, <laughs> so you are just the third player in NFL history to score a touchdown in four postseason games in a single season. Larry Fitzgerald, Terrell Davis, and you. It, I mean, what does that mean to you to hear? <laughs> That, and that's the company you're yeah. with, and that kind of stat. What, what what does that do for you to hear something like that? I mean, it's nothing but God. I'm I'm there with some of the, like I say, some the best players I've seen. Larry, Davis. Oh man, it's just it's a wonderful feeling, you know. So despite of whatever I thought that I was doing bad in the season, you know what I mean. When I, I wish I had I had a lot of terrible games, but I had some good in there too. So yeah. I can't complain. Are you someone that? It sounds like you might focus on what you did wrong maybe as much or more than what you did right. Are you someone that oh, is definitely. really hard on yeah, yourself I'm a, in that way? I'm my own worst credit. Hmm. Definitely am. So is it good to occasionally get reminded of some yeah. of those kind of stats? Yeah. It is. Yeah, if you want, I can just kind of have those Cause, ready cause for you. Because like I said, you know, this game, this game we play, it can steal your confidence so so bad and so fast, too. You know, fumble, catch, whatever the case may be, interception, missed tackles. So I just try to uh, I try to narrow it out, keep it keep keep it level headed. We're talking to running back Leonard Fournette. Um, how about your relationship with the guys in the running back room? We talked a little bit about the way that you know tight ends, wide receivers, some of the other offensive guys have impacted you or what you've learned from them. But what what's the relationship you guys have together as a group? Uh, we have, we have, we have a good relationship. You know, kind of have to grow to build into that because at first you know, in that room you just everybody's trying to compete for the number one job, compete, compete, compete. But also you kind of forget we're brothers too. <laughs> you know, so I mean, Gio is a great tra- uh, guy. Tradition we added on to to the room. You know, Gio's quiet. He's cool. He's funny. Uh, Sneak is another quiet guy. He's funny. You know, Ro- Rojo has his days. You know, he might be quiet one day, and then he feel like goofing the next day. Like I say, I'm just a jokester in the room. So you got that class clown thing locked yeah, up. Sounds like definitely. How, and how does uh, your your position coach Todd McNair? Uh, does he appreciate your your jokes, or is he the teacher? Sometimes, to, yeah, sometimes. is he telling you it's yeah, time, yeah. time to learn, time yeah, to chill yeah, out? Definitely, sometimes. Yeah, he has his days too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, what do you see that each of those guys brings on the field? We talked about how their personalities a little bit, but what do you think are, are some of the strengths each of the guys in your room has? Uh, like Gio, Gio's a great pass catcher. 
blocker. And like I say, he's a good all-around back, just like all the running backs we have. So, like I say, if anything, anyone, anybody go down, we won't miss a heartbeat. And what about Rojo? You see, Rojo excited. He's an exciting player. He makes his plays. Uh, he's another one. Like I said, if anyone go down, the, that guy, Rojo, Geo, Sneak, or whoever else can fill in that spot. Ever, you feel like everybody's ready. How about um, some running backs that maybe you grew up watching? See, I didn't watch football growing up. At all? No. That's so interesting. Why not? I was outside playing it, so. Right, yeah. I don't know. I want to watch somebody else yeah, doing it. Yeah, I'm doing I, didn't, it I, didn't, I didn't care too much about it. So when did you or did you ever start watching it? I much? probably when I got to college, to be honest. That's so interesting. Yeah. So you didn't even grow up like a Saints fan or anything? No, I'm a 49ers fan. I mean, that's probably helpful now that you got to play them all the time. Yeah. You know, that it's not a team that you're like, oh, this is yeah, my childhood team. Yeah, I've always team. been a 49ers fan. Uh, my, that's my father's team, my grandfather's team, so. That's so interesting. Yeah. So do you feel like there was a, did that ever affect your play? You feel like where if you, I mean, now they talk about the importance of watching film. Did you feel like there were some things that maybe other guys had an advantage if they had been watching it their whole life, or was it better that you think you'd just been playing it? Uh, I mean, I don't know. You know, I watch it now and it helped me a lot. So, you know, when you're young, you know, you don't you don't care too much about yeah. watching film. Yeah. Just want to see you scoring the touchdowns, because it's different. You know, you don't have to block like that in park ball, high school, something rarely in college. So it just changes. How did you learn then the the way to watch film, or has that is that uh, something you've nah, evolved? Frank Wilson. My running back coach at LSU, who's now the head running back coach at, uh, well, the head coach at McNeese. Yeah, and yeah. What, what was it, what do you remember about what he taught you about how to watch it? Over, under, fronts, Mike, Will, Sam. Uh, it's so much, the three tech, four tech, four eye. So he taught us so much, you know, by the time I came to the NFL, you know, naturally watching film was just easy for me. That's interesting. And have the coaches said that too, that they feel like you, they saw that you were already good at knowing how to watch film? Yeah. That's got to be kind of a, a fun thing for them, too, because I'm sure that as coaches, they're just like, oh, thank you, yeah. a guy that knows how to watch this. Um, so how about if you didn't grow up watching it, how about guys in the league now? When, you're, when you are watching film or, or seeing another game, are there any other running backs that you feel like, like oh, I'd, I'd enjoy watching them? Nah, I ain't say not. I mean, I watch, I watch Nick, Nick Chubb because Nick, Nick's my guy, you know. watch Delvin. I know Delvin personally. Uh, Christian. I know Christian personally. Uh, I mean, I watch a lot of our LSU guys. You know, Jamal is my guy. Jamal Adams, I have to watch him. You know, Tredavis White play for the for the Bills. Have to watch him. Yeah. You know, gotta support him. So, a lot of my LSU guys who I'm tied in with, I always watch their games too. How about when you're then therefore watching film on defenses? Uh, who are some guys that you've you've watched on film and just been like, dang, that's that's some impressive stuff right there. Oh, definitely, Luke Keekly. Uh, my. My my second year in the league, watched him. He was impressive. Oh, let's see. There's a lot of Steelers. When I was with the Jacksonville Jaguars, we had the preliminary playoffs. Impressive as a whole unit. So, so there's a lot of people I just can't think about right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about our defense? I mean, having to go against them. Oh, I went I went against them. They was talented as hell. <laughs> so uh, when that's Devin's second year, I think. Mm -hmm. Played against Tampa when I was in Jacksonville. I mean, I had talent all, all across the board. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of young guys so, or, or reminded me of our defense when I was with Jacksonville. You know, so they're another one. 
And so now going up against our defense, how have you seen that improve your game, you know, in training camp and preseason, those being the guys getting you ready? What what are the main things that you feel like you're like, yeah, that, that was really great to get to go against them? Oh, definitely, especially uh, blitz pickup and uh, them hiding and scheming their defenses into you might think it's cover one and it's different and they turn into cover two. So not just me, it helps the offense out as a whole so we can get a better look. And you never know that somebody else might throw that same that same look at us. Yeah, Todd Bowles just to me feels like this little evil scientist sitting <laughs> over there just kind of smiling and being like, oh, they don't yeah. even know what's coming. Definitely. Um, how about our, our, our interior line? Mm-hmm. I, I know that, I mean, Vita and Sue, for one thing, our defense prides themselves on being the number one run defense yeah, in the league. Which, so now you're facing the number one run defense in, in all these training camp practices and preseason things. Tell me why they are the number one. As a running back, give me why they are the number one run defense. They play their assignments. Uh, I mean, that's that's one thing, but they're talented in the caliber. You have Sue. You have JPP. You have Shaq. You have Vita. You have, you have you have Will and you have the aggravating one too. Not y'all. <laughs> the aggravating. He's one. definitely aggravating. I feel like it sounds like he might just be you, but on the other side of the ball. Nah, he's aggravating. <laughs> <laughs> just because he talks so much. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yep, that sounds about right. Not used to defensive tackles being the ones that are talking that much. He's so loud. Man. Yeah, it's usually you position players. Y'all yeah. are the ones that are. It's just you don't like that it's not you. But that's that's who he is, though. You know. He, he brings a spark of energy to the defensive line and also to the defense. I've noticed that when I'm at practice, watching them all against uh, the look team and things like that, and I love it. And most importantly, I have to hear your take on Vita as an offensive player. I mean, uh, I just want to see him run the ball. They say he ran the ball in, in uh, high school in California, so and they say he was good. So I told Coach, give him, give him, a, look, give him a try. I want to see him work. He said he still has it, too. Of course he does. So I'm waiting to see. Yeah, I mean, you weren't with us when he caught a touchdown. But you're right, we have not gotten to watch him run the ball yet. Uh, how impressed were you with his with when he did go in as a fullback, watching how that went? What What did you see? Tell me your thought process as you're watching 350-pound Vita as a fullback. I mean, he's moving. <laughs> and he can move his people out of the way, and also he can, he can run, for, run for his size. You're on the other side of the ball. Are you just like letting? You're like, you know, I just go ahead. It's called a business decision. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Well, we still have one more segment coming up here with running back Leonard Fournette on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. It's time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access. We are joined by running back Leonard Fournette. Uh, you guys heading out to L.A. this weekend. Whenever you play West Coast games, uh, is that kind of challenging to get your body and everything ready for that? Is there anything you, you try to do differently when you're dealing with the long flights or the, uh, long, the time changes? Hydrating, you know. I think they're going to have a sleeping schedule for us when we get on the plane. Well, when not to take naps, when to take naps, because that also plays a big part in what – Helps us winning. Do you feel like you've ever noticed in the past any challenges of, of West Coast games for you or feeling different at all? The only game I only had a problem with when it came to traveling was a London game. Yeah, that's that's rough. That's the only game. Yeah, that nine-hour flight is no joke. Um, so now, I mean, this Rams defense is also no joke. Quite a cast of characters. Um, big picture, I mean, we'll, we'll get to, you know, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, some of the individuals in a second, but big picture with their defense, 
what do you feel like are the are the biggest things that you are going to have to focus on personally? Uh, protecting time, making plays is about it. That's it's a tall order against them. How about I mean we'll start with Aaron Donald because you always got to start with yeah. Aaron Donald. Um, when you've have you got a chance to be in there in the trenches against him, or has yeah. it been more of a film thing? What what is it about him that is maybe even different to see on the field than just us watching nah, on TV? He's a bull. Strong. He's strong, man. So you definitely have to eat your Wheaties when you come up against him. <laughs> That's what you got Sunday morning. Yeah. The Wheaties. Definitely. I like that. Um, for for you in the in the blocking game, what are your Maybe the, the type of people that are your least favorite to have to deal with in the block. Oh, it's definitely D-lineman. You know, because sometimes it might come off a block, might be free. You got to gotta put your body in there. <laughs> so it's definitely D-lineman. Is it, is it good to at least know, that, like, all right, if I'm about to do this, at least, I mean, I'm protecting Tom Brady. Like, yeah. it would be bad to let Tom Brady get killed. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, because if, if, if it was the other foot around, could Tom do that for me? <laughs> I always think about that. Well, so. would he and could he, I think, are slightly different questions. Yeah, there. could he, yeah. yes. I, I don't think so. Would he, yeah. Could he? Pro- Probably yeah, not. You yeah. know, although counting against him, you just you just never want to <laughs> do that. Um, so how about Jalen Ramsey? Uh, what is it about him that has given him the kind of success that he's had? Oh, and you, you, got, you got some familiarity yeah. there. That's my brother, man. Uh, we always talk, you know. His kids, like my kids, you know. So uh, he's definitely always had the potential, and I'm happy that he's flourishing at the, at the highest Point right now, he's considered the best cornerback in the game, which I've always told him, even when we was in Jacksonville with each other. So it'll be great uh, go, going against Jalen. You know, we're going jersey swap. You know, he got he switched number five, and he also told me he wanted my number seven jersey. So it's gonna be uh, until then, you know, we enemies. You know? Right. After the game, it could be cool, but until then, I don't want to talk text. You know, nothing. He knows, yeah. That's so funny. I always think that's so interesting watching you guys be friends outside of the game and then enemies on the field. How, how does that switch happen in your brain? It just has to be, it has to be in you, you know? Like, like Coach B.A. said, no brother-in-law in around. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It sounds like you, you spotted Devin right off the bat, knew he was going to be good. Mm-hmm. You knew Jalen Ramsey would get to this point. Yeah. Are, are you going to be a scout someday? It sounds like this is where you should head. No, nah, I got my own kids. I got a scout, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Are, are you going to be the uber-intense uh, little league coach? Is that, is that the next plan? Uh, my, my nerves too bad to coach. I can't. Uh, I can't. <laughs> you be too nervous coaching those little kids. Yeah, because my nerves might get bad. I love winning. You know what I mean? I love winning. Shocking. So. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. What? So what? What do you think would be the things post NFL career you would like to do? First of all, watch my kids walk across stage, college, graduate, things like that. I mean, there's so much. You know, I have my kids. They're growing. Watching them become young women and young men. You know, that's another thing. So we'll see. Uh, I can't put a date on there, and I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, long time in the future. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see, definitely. Do you think if you had not ended up doing football as a career, what do you think you would have wanted to do? I don't know. I don't know where would I be without football, the position I'd be in. So it's a good question. I really don't know. We're talking about how you're going to get to go experience this new stadium for the first time. Uh, Do you have favorite places to play? Home. Yeah, you're just home, yeah. In Tampa, you got to travel. Yes. You just hear you go straight home. So Tampa is where it's at. Is where it's at. Do you have any least favorite places to play? Uh, probably when it's cold. Yeah, you're not a cold. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Louisiana, Florida. You've uh, you've been a warm weather person. I'm not cold. I'm like I'm not good with the cold at all. It's funny because I feel like a lot of football players actually like playing in the cold more. They talk about they get so hot and tired and everything in the humidity. Yeah, but and all it's, that. it's it's different when it's cold. Now it's different because 
You gotta wick your body up, especially when the first the first tackle, you gotta block somebody. It aches, stings. And you you made fun of Gronk for having to warm up for two hours before practice nowadays. Yeah. Uh, tell me your game day routine. What's what is what does Lenny have to do to nah, get ready? For the everybody game? be looking at me like, <laughs> like man, he's so young. I have to go out there and just catch a couple routes. I'm good. That's it. You just yeah, yeah that's cool. It. That's it. That's yeah, your whole day. I'm good after that. So then, what do you do? I mean, y'all get to the stadium so early. What are you doing for that? You know, nah, two I might, or three hours. I might just be laying down, watching other games on TV, just joking around. You know, until they have we have 20 minutes to be outside. I go outside. It's just be like probably seven, eight minutes. That's amazing. You're like, why waste energy? Yeah, seven, eight minutes. Run some routes with me and Coach uh, Todd McNair. I'm inside getting dressed. That's great. The most yeah. efficient warm-up I've ever heard. Well, <laughs> Leonard, thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome, and good luck this Sunday against the Rams. Yep, thanks for having me. Awesome, and thanks to all of you guys for joining us. This has been Buccaneers Total Access with running back Leonard Fournette, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. We will be back here next week with another player. This is Buccaneers Radio Network.